0: How are you doing? I hope you're having a great week. If you're not, I'm sorry, but <laughs> this is Mega Sheen, your podcast for um, Gay and Geeky Things told From a Black Perspective. Nick is traveling for work, so he is not with us today, but we have a special guest who is known in the horror world um and we'll um we'll be hearing more from him very soon I'll let him talk about that but today we have mark Estes on the show how you doing mark
1: hey what's up what's up how you doing Vic? how you doing
0: I am fine um it's Friday um yes. sorry, yeah, pretty much yeah, as you know we're recording on Friday so now you know um, but uh, <laughs> yeah you know payday Friday I'm going you know mm-hmm probably chill, go out into the city tonight. We're slowly opening up, so everything is oh, normal. But good. I'm still wearing masks, even though we can, of you don't have to wear one if you're vaccinated Ooh. in outdoor spaces, but I don't trust nobody, so.
1: Exactly, there you go, thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I not good. trust everybody, so um, I'll be doing that. But how have you been doing? What's been going on with you? man i'm good um down here in memphis we are still they're
1: slowly opening up but you know as me being a proud introvert i'm like y'all can have that um, <laughs> <clears throat> excuse me um but i'm good today i'm off today as we talked about you know i didn't just you know get myself together for the day and i am thinking about just chilling myself and probably watching some movies, catching up on some stuff. You know, Shutter dumped a lot of stuff this past week. Yes, they did.
0: Yes, they did. You
1: know, so I got to catch up on that. And then also other stuff I got to catch up on. You know, next Tuesday is May the 4th. Is it next Tuesday? Yeah.
0: Well,
1: yeah. Yeah, because tomorrow's yeah. the first. Yeah, so I got to finish um, Clone Wars and Go ahead and get ready for the Bad Batch so I can be ready for that. Yeah. And, you know, that's pretty much what my weekend's going to look like, you know. Probably yeah. do some housework, some crafting, some yeah. podcasting maybe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, we I just bought a new plant today, so I'm excited because I've been looking for a monstera plant. Um, I've been threatening Ooh. one of my colleagues to take hers because she... <laughs> Claim that she she's she's finding out if she's allergic to them. And I'm like, if you are, I'm gonna take that plant you have right behind you. And she's like, <laughs> no, but but she she was sweet. She sent me pictures like um at the Home Depot up the street from where you live, they have them. <laughs> I found one just as big and but about twelve dollars cheaper. And I bought that today, so I'm really excited. <laughs> um but I love so a lot
1: them. of people, so are you a big plant dad?
0: I, I, I'm becoming one, um, and i posted some pictures up. I'll post some pictures of Joe Costa a little bit later. That's, that's the name of my um, new plant. Ah, I love it. I'm gonna post her up, but um, I've become that way. I've always wanted to try plants, and everybody knows that Storm had, you know, that she had nothing but plants in her um, attic, room in the attic. So I kind of okay. got that from her. And so then okay. I've been buying these plants, taking care of them um and i like it i love it it cleans the air um oh, okay. it's a little expensive though you gotta have some money to drop but I've seen. It, but it's fun i enjoy it i really do okay
1: cool cool i might become a plant person my sister gave me a cactus and i don't I haven't seen it since <laughs> <laughs> I saw her my sister. She was like, well, I bought this aloe vera plant for you were cactus, whatever well, the fuck it was. I'm like, oh thank you. And I put it in my window and I have blackout <laughs> curtains. So I don't know what the hell happened to it. So <sighs> I'm not I'm not a bad person, y'all. I'm just saying, like if just certain things, if it's out of sight, out of mind. I hate to say that, but whew, okay. But I'm so gonna try it one day. I'm gonna try
0: it. Yeah. So today, y'all, we're gonna talk about. A few things we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to actually have a discussion about them because we really have talked about this show and it's been on for a while, but we're going to talk about the criticisms of the show and just about what we saw. We're also Mm -hmm. going to talk about the state of Black horror right now, like what's really going on, what we would like to see, what's going to be coming out. And we will also talk about some little geeky things because I'm going to ask Mark about you know if he if he watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and what he thought about that because that's something that it just ended last week. And so I wanted to know, Mark, how did you feel about the show and the ending? I was here
1: for it, man. Look,
0: <laughs> I I think I was. One Division
1: was an event. It became a pop culture phenomenon. I was so glad how. Well, it it caught on with just general audiences and you know and just you know people in general. But Falcon the Winter Soldier was just like it was like a six hour Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. It it was a straight movie. It was like in I'm kind of glad that Marvel Studios is doing the television thing now because it gives the, the characters that didn't get too much shine a lot of background and depth, like. I have grown very, very, very fond. I mean, I already love them, but I'm in love with them now to the point where I feel like they should be on the... I don't look at them as B-team people anymore. Mm -hmm. B-team Avengers. I look at them as, like, just as deep and just as prominent and just as, excuse me, important as Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. But I really fell in love with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I fell in love with Sam Wilson because um, I'm in love with Anthony That's just to Get <laughs> that out there. I have a huge crush on Anthony Mackey. And I wasn't a big Sebastian Stan fan until this show. Mm-hmm. Even though I've seen, I mean, I've loved him in like, you know, the Winter Soldier and Civil War and all that. But it was just seeing them two together. And Sebastian Stan had a way he handles the Winter Soldier and Bucky Barnes. It's just like you—you you can't help because you know it's like okay, Bucky and I'm just gonna say this right quick. Bucky and John Walker's first—I mean, John Walker started as a, as a somewhat annoying hero, became a villain, and became a hero again. But Bucky started off as a hero, that became a super villain, that ended up becoming a hero again. But I feel like Sebastian Stan is the only person who did that and I didn't want to kill them after the fact or I be mean, like, I don't give a shit because his... um, Because I swear to God, I hate John Walker. I don't give a shit about his... I, I'll get that in a minute, though, but it's just Sebastian Stan, the way that he handles Bucky's trauma, his, um, you know, his redemption story, it's just so, you know... It just... I was just excited to see both of them. I mean, Sebastian Stan... And Bucky Barnes, Sebastian Sanders, Bucky Barnes, and Anthony Mackey as Sam Wilson, they're seeing them together and them just not being in that. Sh- they're, they're technically in the shadow of Steve Rogers, but they're not in the shadow. They're in the shadow of the shield, but yeah. it's just them doing that whole, you know, that buddy cop type thing. But it's just like it's also a brotherhood there. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Let's, I'm just, I'm, this is just my, somewhat critical way of saying that I want to be their third in the poly oh, relationship. Okay. All right. You know, so because <laughs> I feel the I feel the both of them and I would love to be there for both of them when they needed me. I feel like they would need me. Okay. Um to after, after a hard day of going out there beating flash smashers asses and they come in with like, yo, Mark, we're just wanting to fuck out. I'm like, I catch y'all, I can't y'all. You know, it's all it's all You know, yeah. I understand y'all's plight, totally, but
0: yeah, I totally agree. I would, you know, Anthony Mackey has cakes. You can see that yes, uh, in, in in the costume. I'm like, sir, sir. Mm-hmm. You're gonna mm-hmm. be fighting mm-hmm. together because I might have to I might get distracted and get, you know, hit with right. a spear, you know, or something. Magneto yes, might the, be Throwing stuff at me because I'm up here looking at you know. At
1: the cakes. It's the cakes. Yeah. He'll probably sit there and tell one of us be like, "Yo, y'all to stay at the house because y'all are like a, y'all are like reckless on the field." Yeah. And I would just sit there and tell him, "Well, baby, you gotta like do something about the cakes." You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta make sure those things are not out there. And then you know, on the top of that, you looking at storm, looking at your man's cakes. Yeah. And you're like, "Girl, I can't take you on right now though, but I would." do everything in my body to make sure you keep your eyes out from case. got case over there on the Black Panther. Look at yeah. his case. As a matter of fact, since we're looking at Black Panther's case now, he gotta get something about that vibranium suit. Too much distraction on the field. Too yeah. much distraction.
0: And if yeah, and if it was bu- and see it was it was too much. To jump back on uh Black Panther now if it was him and Baktu and Baku and um Killmonger, <laughs> that that right there. Oh, oh you know, oh you know much God. and somebody will be have to pray. You know, you have to pray for me because it will be, yeah. Because I'll be like, you know, trying to pick fights with, especially with Mbaku, I'll be trying to pick fights, but you
1: know, stay starting, shit. stay starting, shit. like, yep. I'll oh see, my God,
0: I would, I'd be like, yeah, I'll be fighting you so you can, you know, pin me down, but we're not gonna get into that.
1: <laughs> no, we're not gonna get into that. We need <laughs> to chill out, yeah, we need to chill out. We'll keep,
0: we'll keep that for fan fiction, but. No, Um, like you, I did enjoy. I enjoyed the series. Um, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed seeing you know Sam Wilson in the new costume. I know people didn't really like the costume, but I appreciated it. I appreciate you know Bucky came a long way understanding what it that he doesn't have to be at home, his pretty eyes, and yes, you know, John (laughs) now. he went through it. And, yes, he did. And you know, he had to he had to get that ass tapped by, you know, Dora Maje.
1: Yes. I feel the same. He asked for that ass whooping. He asked for it.
0: Yes, he did. And I enjoyed every minute of it. It was like yes. a very savory dessert. Just right. sitting there, like, yes. Because the audacity of him to like just walk up on them and be like, the way he touched him was like the way he was like, like. I think somebody said it before. I think Steph said this like it was like touching somebody's hair, and I'm like, you went up, right. and you got off on the wrong start. You don't even know them like that, and you're gonna go up and just walk up on them like this. I'm like, do you right. know who they are? Right. But you know they, I they um, they let them they let them know really quick, and I really love cool. that scene so much because it was like there you are. We have the shield because if it wasn't for us, this shield would not exist. Exactly.
1: Um, people
0: forget that. Yeah, people forget that. But I was like, they let you know. And I love when he was like defeated on the ground. He was like, they don't even have superpowers. Like, no, they don't. They don't need them. They don't need them. It's just a reminder.
1: It's like a Koye saying in Black Panther, you know, like guns so primitive like she's like we can whip your ass with some uh, staffs and some well executed moves and a way a just in a a but I but I love the show because it it further gave us a look at how the world was um because of one division we only got like what was going on inside of Westview and the little encampment outside of Westview with a sword and we got hints of how the world was you know once everything came back from the from the snap but what the falcon and what the winter soldier gave us a global look at how the world was becoming you know how how the world was really changed you know and i you know it, it 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 kind of What's the word I'm looking for? It kind of basically gave me a, an inkling into like, cause of, of of where they're gonna go with this. Because even though how it ended, it kind of ended with like a push forward. Because I didn't think about that big. I didn't think about people who had moved into a new houses, and then when all these people came back from the snap, those people get moved. But it's just like so it, it answered that question that I don't think that we needed that, that, that we didn't know that we needed to have answered. Like, what happens to those people? You know what I'm saying? You didn't build this whole life in this house and then it's like, oh, well, because this person was snapped and just like, because I'm not going to lie. At first, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I'll be honest with you, I still don't care for the character. Um, Carrie, what was her name? Carly?
0: Carly? Yeah, Carly?
1: I was like, girl, why are you mad? Like, why are you mad? And but I feel like I didn't get where her anger was coming from until Sam Wilson, this Captain America, came out and just broke it down. Mm-hmm. And I understood then because at first, for the first five episodes, I was like, "Girl, why is you mad? Yeah, because it seemed like she was mad that the people came back." But I'm like, "Are you not happy that some people got their people back? You know what I'm saying? Some people got their loved ones back." They were gone for five years. They had just moved on. And then they loved us, came back, so they could start a new. There was second chances for a lot of people. And, like, why are you so angry against that? But then when um, Sam broke it down to the senators and stuff or the GBC, I was like, okay, I get it now. But, baby girl, you didn't explain it clear to me. It must have been there. I was just, like, I was too distracted by the cakes. But I I was just like, every time she was on the screen, I'm like, but girl, why are you so angry? Like, why are you so, what happened to all of this? Like, where is this, where is this anger coming from? Like, who personally did, did you lose somebody? Because I thought that she lost somebody in the snap or that a superhero or something like that was the, kind of like Baron Zemo. Like, it was an adjacent situation where the Avengers or some form of supervillain or something like that fucked up something in her life and she's coming, you know, she's just angry. But no, I was like, girl, if you were just replaced, um, you know, just like, damn, okay,
0: just say that. You know, because I don't know. What do you think about this? Carly, I, she reminded me of how the Acolytes, you know how Magneto had his Acolytes, how they were all about, uh, or even the Neo. You remember the Neo in the X-Men comics? They were like um, these mutants who were a little bit more powerful than normal. They were, but yeah, maybe like in the early 2000s, they were like, um, Domino was like their leader. Oh, okay. And so um, they would talk about like, you know, like it's time for us to be all the things we were supposed to be. And I think Carly was like, the world was coming together and now it's breaking back apart, you know, with capitalism and everything else because everybody's returned. She wanted to bring that Ooh. back. She's like, she needed to use that power and force to do that. But she didn't realize, and something that Zemo said that makes sense is with that serum, with that power, comes that imperialism. And so that was Ooh. what she was getting because with this power, with, you know, with that super strength, they were able to do the things they wanted to do, but it became, when it was not an end to it, it was like, we can do this, we can do that. I think she Remember, Sam got her to kind of reveal a little bit about her intentions, and and she said, "We'll kill everybody who gets in our way." He was like, "Oh, all right," and she was like, "No, that's not what I meant, but it was." Mm -hmm. Even when you know when he got down to the end, she was going after it. And what I loved about the ending was the fact that what Sam and Carly was going through was what Cap and Winter Soldier was going through. Right. um, you know, when he's like, I'm not going to fight you. And she just kept going. But you know, Sharon. <laughs> and Sharon is, you know, like she, she, that's the person who's bad. Yes. And now she's doing yes. dirty. I don't know how I feel about Sharon coming into this because Sharon yes. is reminding me of how, if y'all watch the G.I. Joe, the movie, which I don't recommend, <laughs> <laughs> but if you did, she's doing what the Baroness did. She was wronged by people. So she's going to do all this evil stuff. I was like, Sharon, I get that you upset because yeah, they kind of forgot about Sharon. You know, everybody else got pardons and everything else. And she didn't, but you still have a choice. And that's something I feel like if Steve was there, he'd be like, but you still had a choice. Right. And how are you going to honor your great aunt like that? Your, your great aunt right? built right. This, this system. You, I don't know. I mean, Sharon's story is yet to be revealed as we keep going through. But I was like, girl, you got yeah, you got a part now, you still gonna act up. I was like, okay, they're gonna get but, you.
1: Yeah, but here's the thing. Before anybody even mentioned it to me personally, I was looking when it became revealed that she was the um, power broker. I'm like, whoa. And I sat there and said, wait a minute. Cause this what crossed my mind was like Peggy Car didn't raise you like this baby girl yeah I know that's not your mama that's your aunt but still you know Peggy didn't you didn't this is this ain't it and I'm like what yeah. if she's a scroll yeah well what if she's a scroll and because she has access to but well, she's an Amanda poor I pronounce it right yeah. Majorport. Okay, she Majorport, She's there, and she has access to a lot of shit from other countries. Now she has access to American powers, so it's like that, that might lead to the secret invasion. No, I didn't think about that,
0: that. I did not think about that. She could be a scroll,
1: and it makes the perfect. It makes perfect sense for her to go off the grid, and then for them to infiltrate her the way that. Um, and, you know, to be like, okay, well, she's off the grid. We can kidnap her. Nobody's going to ask, you know, because nobody's looking for her. Well, they're looking for her, but they're not looking for her. Yeah. And they can sit there for her to come back to America. Because um, I feel like Madripoor was like, the when they went to Madripoor, it was like the, it was a key thing because, you know, the alias that, I'm sure you know this, of course you know this, because you know more about mutants than I do. When Sam Wilson's alias when they went to Metropolit was a meeting. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like it might be um that might their whole scenario might be where like a lot of the shit that's gonna move forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is sort gonna of, like stem yeah. from in my personal opinion. So yeah. What did you think about the whole I, 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 yeah, what did you think of because a quick um sorry, a quick background story when because we're both from Tennessee um in my hometown i was a, i was nervous about oh i was never i was upset because they took kind of they had uh how can i put it a footloose like situation with comic books when i turned 10 or 11 years old they took out all the comic books out of Browns out of Brownsville. So I was already a DC fan more than I was Marvel because I was kind of intimidated by a Marvel title because there's so many of them and I didn't know where to start. So can you explain to me the X-Men, uh, the mutant relationship with Madripoor and um, all that? Because I was like, I knew it, it, it was a big thing, but I did not know what to look for.
0: Yeah, so with Madripoor, it's big with Wolverine. Wolverine goes there, okay. as and in Madripoor, there's been a lot of uh, situations where you know Wolverine's dealt with Viper, you know, Silver Samurai. I think at one point, um, Karma, Karma's uncle, who was a crime boss, um, she was under, she was doing something undercover, and she ran to Wolverine there, and he was like, Karma, what are you doing here? So it's like, it's a place where a lot of dirty dealings going, but it's very connected to Wolverine because that's where he hangs out. Uh, okay. And also Madripoor was where, in one of the X-Men stories, they go back in the past when uh, Wolverine, Captain America and um, Black Widow um, met way back in the day and they met in Madripoor. Okay. So that's a lot of, there's a lot of history with that. Um, a lot of history with the mutants. So yeah, I kind of agree that that might be a good kickoff to what happens next because when they had Madripoor and they actually showed the particular, um, uh, um, uh, not restaurant, but kind of the club they were at, that's one of the clubs that Wolverine always goes to. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's very connected to that universe. I was very surprised that we didn't see more of that, but yeah, the smiling tiger is a mutant. And, and that when they named him, I was like, oh, that's very interesting. But I would have loved to have seen, you know, any other character there. Cause at first I thought the power broker would be Viper. I thought we were going to get Viper popping up. Okay. Up in this, because she has had many dealings with, you know, Captain America and all of them in the past. So, you know, and Madripoor is a place for her. So I was thinking we were gonna see, you know, her, you know, pop up in some form or fashion.
1: Yeah, cause I, um, I was like, I remember when they was filming Falcon the Winter Soldier, I remember them saying that there was a lot of location spots that were very um, X-Men related. And so I got excited as hell because I was like, oh, we gonna finally get some X-Men action here. But, you know, we didn't see that. So I was like, well, why not say we didn't see it? It was just like, I did not know what to look for. Rather so, but I was here for it, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I was here for it. Um, but I was like I said, I enjoyed the show, I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed how it ended because that was a fire ass. And I I know IGN, I don't know if they if you know any better from IGN, though, but I don't know who's over there, but they need to uh. I don't know. I didn't like that how they. Um, <laughs> I didn't like how they reviewed the episode, um, and I felt like they didn't give it a good, you know, a good enough. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They didn't give it a good enough review because they said it, it was like it was rushed. The situation was rushed, and I'm like, I don't see that it was rushed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I didn't I, feel I, rushed.
0: Yeah, I don't, it didn't feel rushed. It feels like it. You know, they told us what they told us. And right. we didn't need it to be pulled all the way out. I mean, again, a movie and a show, I think sometimes people want to put them, put the same entertainment in the same box. If that right. sense. Movies and shows are gonna be different. You're gonna get a shorter version of how it was done. Like if they did Friday thirteen as a movie, as a TV series, well, the Jason version of Friday 13th, <laughs> it's gonna be, things will happen a little bit quicker to move it along. Right. Or you have to remember this was six hours if you wanna put it in a movie. But right, we I, I think it gave us what we needed to see. We saw Sam in the costume, we saw how it works. We saw, you know, the, you know John comes back at the US agent and mm-hmm. he had a very interesting story too. And we also got, we have Valentina who was a part of the S.H.I.E.L.D. group. Well, not the original S.H.I.E.L.D. group, but she was a part of um, that team in the early days. So it's very fascinating what that could be because I heard we could get the Thunderbolts. um, We could get another type of team put together because, you know, they can remix any of the Marvel properties to be like, this team is going to be made up of this, of this group. So anything is possible. I'm here for it. But do remember, so we talked about secret invasion. We may get the Dark Avengers. Okay. Because of the fact that when all that was going down, you know, we, we had another version of the Avengers that were made of kind of the villains. It could be like, this could be another rogue or a different version of, of the Avengers to take care of this issue. Who knows what we will get? But, mm-hmm. you know, this secret evasion that's coming up could give us so many things. And we haven't even really, you know, gotten into because Loki's next, we'll have Ooh. Ms. Marvel in Hawkeye. We'll have so many other stuff that in Hawkeye may be the, the surprise show that gives us a whole lot more than what we right. see. So I'm totally here for it. And to know that Black Widow will be out this summer. Uh,
1: right.
0: I'm still not clear if this is, well, I think it is a before story. It um, is. But I would love that at one point I was thinking, what if she did pop back up? (laughs) Like, you know, like how does
1: she
0: come back? Listen. I'll be all
1: right. Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because speaking of Loki, you've seen the both trailers. There's a scene where there's this woman with red hair in this vast area of the universe. Personally, I thought that was Black Widow but it might not be the Black Widow that we know. It's just the whole thing with the with, with Steve Rogers re- returning the Infinity Stones back to where they had to be now. Granted, the Infinity Stones that they get, they had to, now the, the version that, um what's his name? um damn, oh, damn, I said, what's his name? The version that Thanos had, the Soul Stone was from Gamora. But the affinity stone that the version of affinity stone, rather, that Steve Rogers had to return was the one that they got from Natasha's sacrifice. Yeah. So I wonder by them returning the stone and by her being like, would it cause some type of like, you know, issue where she probably couldn't go back
0: to where, you know, does that make sense? I mean, yeah, can... she could be, remember like in, in the comic book version of um, Days of Future Past, Kitty was able to go back in her past body um, to make things happen and didn't really, it wouldn't, and because she was able to do that, it wouldn't affect any of the, it wouldn't throw things completely off or mm-hmm. what have you. She was able to do something like that. Um, there's been times in comics where something happens in the past or like Rachel coming from the past to the future. Um, but she ended up creating a different future because once they, per- they stopped the, the the attack of the Sentinels, mm-hmm. it changed, her, her world vanished. So she could not go back, she had to stay. Um, this could be something where it happens like that, that Natasha comes back because of what's happened or she's an anomaly that just can't, she's time out of time. Right. And so that could be also an issue, too, because, again, there were, there were multiple snaps. There was mm-hmm. a snap. There was um, another snap. Cool. The, the, then Tony did a snap. The Hulk did one, and then Tony did one. So right. that's where I believe that things just really got all discombobulated. But right. I also think that's where mutants were born. So I think after all those type of snaps, something happened. Right. I agree. I agree. So mutants and, may be showing up um because of that third snap, I believe, what Tony did. But right. we, um, right. they have to do something because you know that at first they was trying to when they introduced the inhumans, they were, you know, they all have powers. <laughs> they were trying to be their little mutants, but they kind of
1: forgot
0: all about all right. them. They're about to get into the externals. But mm-hmm. um we're about to see a lot with this. And you know, I I'm I trust that Marvel knows what they're doing. Right. Somebody's excited to see what Loki, because Loki's gonna probably be that wild card of mm-hmm. connecting things, but we also know it's gonna be dealing with stuff in space. And we saw it in the Wonder Vision. The scrolls are already here. Right. And something oh, happened really. with um, you know, with Monica up there in space. Right. So we gonna we gonna we, it's just a lot that I'm I'm just overly excited about and we'll get me
1: to me too me too I'm so excited. Um, I guess I guess yeah. I I guess my next I'm I'm looking forward to Loki. Mm-hmm. Miss I, I'm looking forward to all the Marvel shows, but mm-hmm. I really want to see. Even though it's a Marvel Studio show, but it's kind of like more of a like it's. I mean, it's called What If. I wonder if we're that tied to anything because I feel like what if is going to be like it's going to one division touched on multi universes, mm. but um, i oh, and Spider Man somewhat did it, Spider Man Far From Home did it. But I wonder if what if is like, yes, these are there are multiverses, this is what could have happened here, 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 and here. Yeah. And here. And then he'll probably end it with the final episode like, you know, the, there's a breach between the multiverse is mm-hmm. that's going to introduce the the, you know, like the the mutants or something like that. Because I was honestly, God, wait for um Vandavish to be like, instead of her doing no more mutants, she'll be like, you know, mutants or mm-hmm. something like that. And then everybody in Westview ends up becoming mutants of some sort or like she just in a way of trying to like correct your thing that happened, she brought in mutants somehow. That's why I was thinking it was gonna end up happening. Mm-hmm. But I tried not to get into all of it. Um,
0: what's it called? Uh, we all had conspiracy theories about that. There you go, show there you go. So many conspiracy theories had us talking about Mr. Foe. Yeah. All that stuff and I still stand behind, I, even though I was wrong, I still stand behind. I thought I was doing good. <laughs> I was thinking that maybe, because you know, they had, um you know, her real name is blanking um Emma, they had Emma Caulfield in there. And I was mm-hmm. like, you can't have her on here. She's not anyone. Doing something, right. And that's why I was really surprised. But you know, I can still, we, we we still don't know. They could bring her back. She could be something, we don't know. But mm-hmm. you know, I was like thinking that she was either Clea or she was the Enchantress. Um, you know, it still threw me off about Agatha because I'm like, I know Agatha's history very well. Right. I was like, really? Is this her? Are we doing right. this? But who knows? But you know, it's the multiverse this is gonna be interesting because that's gonna be the next uh topic in uh Doctor Strange. And I'm glad Ooh. they brought in Darkhold because Darkhold is a very powerful book. And I I remember reading about um, having that Marvel, you know, that Marvel universe that explains everything. And I was Ooh. obsessed with Darkhold because it's a lot with that. And Darkhold brings so many different things together because they will be introducing vampires in the Marvel universe. Yes. Dracula will be, I think in Moonlight, we'll get to see a lot with Dracula and all that. Dracula has a big role with Darkhold because Ooh. that book got rid of, I think it could it, it, it get, get rid of vampires and bring them back. Um so oh. that was very powerful. At one point, I thought we was gonna we've already seen Morgan Le Fay in the runaway series. Um mm-hmm. so I was thinking that Morgan Le Fay was behind it at first. I was like, is it Morgan Le Fay? Because this is her type of foolishness. Um <laughs> she her and wanda have crossed paths before. So right. that's why I was thinking that no, Morgan Le Fay, and if I think if y'all there was a limited series, um, there was like a Another defenders, it was the fearless. I think it was fearless defenders. It was all the women who were a part of this group, and they were dealing with Morgan Le Fay and her granddaughter, or something like that. But Morgan Le Fay, I still stand the fact that she could be in this universe because she is not the one to be trifled with. So I oh. have read any of the comics with Spider Woman, or even when the Avengers um, came back in the in the late nineties they dealt with Morgan Lefay because Morgan Lefay turned the entire universe back into medieval times. And it was Wanda who had to tap into chaos magic to stop her. So that's why I was thinking like, are they introducing Morgan or bringing Morgan Le Fay up in here because she's already in their other universe. But I do now wonder with the multiverse, do they count um, Cloak and Dagger and The Runaways as another universe?
1: Yeah, cause see, that's what threw me off. Because by being Marvel Studios,
0: not Marvel Studios, Marvel
1: Television, um, mm-hmm. I remember seeing the first season of Runaways and them having like one of the characters had like a Hulk figure, or you know, something like that. That she was, she always kept with her. And then with the Netflix series, they mentioned the Battle of New York mm-hmm. all the time, and it was like a lot of shit has not been right since the Battle of New York. So it's like can't y'all just like, y'all own all this shit, can't y'all just like own together or something? And I noticed somebody was like, when we were watching the Netflix series, because, you know, um, all the Netflix series took place in New York, they were like, you can never see the um, um, Avengers Tower in any of the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. You'll see that they have pictures of like the actual battle in New York with like Thor and Captain America and them in the newspaper or something like that, shot but. There was no sight of the um, uh, battle of the, of the Avengers Tower. I'm like, and then you got Ages of Shield. Then you got Inhumans. Mm-hmm. Agents of Shield is a, a, a you know built off of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So, but it's like they missed a lot of stuff. Wow. I don't know. And in the Holy Humans thing. I don't know. I, it's like this. I know Marvel know what they're doing. They know how to incorporate certain things and to make certain things feel like, you know, yeah, we didn't hear about that, but it's like the world has gotten to the point in the Marvel Cinematic Universe world, rather, has gotten to the point where they're like, okay, stuff is happening and we're just going with it because, you know, we have an Iron Man, we have a Thor, we have a Hulk, you know, we have Black Panther and stuff, and I just want them to be like more, when they say it's all connected, I want them to like really show that it's all connected and not yeah. just like, yeah, it takes place in the same universe though, but it's not going to affect um, too much because when the snap happened, I thought the final season of Jessica Jones was going to have something to do with like some of the people disappearing or something like that, you know, yeah. but that just me. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know.
0: We will see, <laughs> but I, I always tell people to, Watch Doctor Strange because a hey, that movie explains a lot about the possibilities of magic and and because they're really pushing magic after Wonder Vision. But I always tell people go back and look at Doctor Strange because they've already told you there were people out there because Mordo actually said there's too many wizards out here. Oh, um, he mentioned that as he was leaving. He was like, "There's too many wizards out here." So he knows about the other witches. Because someone talked about like, how's no one knew about Agatha. Agatha? I was like, you have to remember, they are witches and they always been there. And then you have to watch Doctor Strange because they talk about the other ones out there. Because also remember in game, they had all of those wizards. Right. Right. The so there are so many out there. Um. So that's, you know, and then to talk about the Scarlet Witch, I know we're, we're just going, to, all around with this, but it's interesting because um, someone mentioned like she's never talked about the Scar- the scarlet witch that way. I was like, yes, she has. Um way back in the comics with in the 80s. Um, I think I posted one of them where she talks about you haven't dealt with in your know, something she will say something like you've dealt with the witch but you haven't dealt with the scarlet witch. And so they talked oh. she's talked about her powers as she was more than just normal because she was trained by Agatha Harkness to use magic more in her powers. So, right, you know, there's a big history, but you know, again, there's all different world from comics, different world from the MCU. Right, but, um, there's so much that we we'll, we'll get into that in the future, but it's so much more. When Mark comes back, we'll talk more about right all this stuff. But um, Mark is also here because, as I said before, Mark is. A horror guru. He knows his stuff. He Knows the deep cuts. And y'all remember we had that three-hour episode that a lot of you, no. a lot of y'all loved it because I we I heard back from people how they felt like finally there were people talking about horror the way I talk about horror. So and that's why y'all need to pay attention to what Mark is doing because Mark is always talking about this. This is not new for no, him. It's always been doing.
1: Always like I've lost friends because I talked to hard. I've gained friends because of my love for horror. So mm-hmm. it's just, you know.
0: Yes. Yeah. And so, you know, 2021 has given us some horror. And um, yeah. you know, some good, some bad. You know, I always complain about Amazon because Amazon just be putting anybody's movie up.
1: Listen. <laughs>
0: I was like, get I just recently purchased Amazon Prime for mm-hmm. the first time, mm-hmm. just
1: for them. And I was going through it before the show premiered. I'm like, this, there's a lot of, like, I said, well, hey, I could get about five people together. We can do a horror movie right quick and get it on Amazon probably,
0: you know? <laughs> that's not what I said. Like, <laughs> I mean, the, the booty bread of horror movies over here, or the what they, what they call it, the butt, the butt bread, that piece of bread <laughs> you don't eat unless you just really hungry. They, I there's been times I have start a movie and I have quit within the first 15 minutes. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> gonna, or the first five minutes, the quality, we're not gonna make it. We're not gonna make it. And yeah, I've had some friends they are like, well, 80, some of the 80s ones that you watch don't have the best quality. I said, but it's something about them though
1: that- Yes. It's different. Dude, it's different. Speak. Speak. Do not come for most of the haters' horror. Do not do that. I
0: you am know, like, you know, yeah, Night of Demons may look cheap, but it, it is a solid story. It's a simple story. And it Thank kept you. me there, you know. But you, I, and, you know, in no shades, some of y'all who would put movies on there, I appreciate the work that you're doing. I give you right. so much credit for actually having something made. But anything right. made, from 2018 to now that pops up on there, I'm like, no ma'am, we're just gonna keep scrolling. So I know this is gonna be
1: right.
0: a bunch of mess. There was one movie, it's a little bit older. I'm afraid to say the name. I try to watch it, it has like three or four spinoffs. About, I'll say what it is about. It's about a man getting a house that's haunted, um, but he has several movies. And I'm like, you could have kept every one of these movies.
1: I didn't catch that one. I'm about
0: to look that one up. But I'll just say it. Bad Ben. Bad Ben. Oh, OK. I didn't I'm, just, that. I'm like, I can't do this. But there's been plenty of movies they will have up there. Um, and sometimes you know they will put a little money in there. And here in Los Angeles, you can buy a billboard and promote what right. know you want to. We got folks who have promoted their OnlyFans page. <laughs> On these billboards up next to the movie. Really? Yes. They cause. Oh my god! If you got a thousand dollars, you can buy a billboard, and you can promote whatever. So a lot of times, people promote their little movies that will be on Amazon, and you, I will see it, and I'm like, you know what? Let's take a look. And I'm like, you guys kept all of that. But besides, yeah. there's been some, there's been some very interesting movies, good movies, and so I was going to ask Mark. What has been some good movies you've seen so far? Um, that, that Ooh, you think yeah. are really good. And then we will also we're gonna talk about them as I talked about, as I mentioned earlier. We're gonna talk about them, but I wanted to know, you know, what have been some good horror movies you've seen so far in
1: 2021? Oh, you might be mad at me because I the problem is I've saw a few but the problem is I can't remember most of them right now because most of them were it's not because they were on shutter let's get this straight it's not because they were on shutter it's just that you know you you you, t- you tap into one you are like okay that was cute and then you keep it moving um I think the one movie that I did like on shutter that stuck out to me was slacks I thought that was pretty funny it was a funny horror movie um because I only okay because the thing is, if you haven't seen Slacks, it's about this pair of killer jeans. You know, you sit there, you hear something out there, you're like, okay, this is going to be fucking bad shit, crazy. And it was. But the thing was that got me hooked in was the fact that um, the, the corporation that they were working for, remind, I, okay, back when I was in college, I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch for two days. I gave them two days. (laughs) And after the second day, I was like, I cannot do this no more. This is torture. Number one, when I got hired to work at, because this was for a friend's girlfriend who was also a friend of mine, and she was looking for new people. I had put in a thing for at a college fair to work for Abercrombie and Fitch, though, but it was mostly for from the corporate level. But they put me, they pulled me into the retail you know, associate level. And I'm like, oh, you work for them? Okay, cool. Maybe if I get in this way, I can move my way up into the corporate. No. She had to interview me and she knows how hairy I am. Y'all, I'm hairy. I'm not like porn star hairy, but I can get there. (laughs) But I'm hairy. And so... She was, and I'm what I mean, Harry, is because you know, you work at Abraham I and Fitch. You some people had to stand out there in front of the um as a greeter and meet people as they come in in the mall. So, by she was like, I'm thinking about putting you up as a greeter, but you have to shave your arms. And I was like, What? And I didn't have a beard at the time, so it wasn't like I did, I had a mustache, but or a goatee rather, but it was like they were like, You can keep that. But you have to shave your arms. We just like to give a clean cut look. I thought it was kind of like, you know, what? What's the what? Yeah. They, I, I, Vic, I'm serious. Victor, I am so serious. She was dead ass serious that I had to shave my arms. And I was like, I was hairy, but I think that the reason why I'm a hairier is because I had to shave my arms when I worked for those two days at um oh. Fitch. <laughs> and so because you, I, was, I the first day I got hired. The, the, the first day I went in, I shaved my arms, and they had this perfume that they, this perfume and cologne that they would sit there and literally put into the vents, so people yeah. could get the scent when they first walk in there. And it was just like I got, I got tired of smelling this shit. And then they would have me at the, they would have me at the um, door both days as a greeter. So I would greet people for about an hour or two, and that's what they pulled me from the, from there and then put me into folding clothes and then put me to shelving clothes. And then they had me sit with a guy in the back who was, I noticed the only other black guy working there at the time, but he was in the back folding clothes. He showed me how to fold clothes and whatnot, how they folded their clothes and how they set their clothes on, like make sure you had his. I was like, okay, cool. But I think it was the second day where I was like, I can't do this no more because it was a full eight-hour shift. And then the other thing was that people would call you at the last minute and be like, yeah, I need my shift covered. Can you come in? And I will get two or three calls like that in the same day. And I was like, yeah, this ain't going to work. Because um, my friend's girlfriend told me that she had to have so many people on staff. That way she can always have somebody she can, you know, pull and have, you know, the to, to place into. I think she'd have like 50 people on staff. I mean, you know, you can't have 50 people inside the store in the mall. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I'm saying all this backstory is because it's a horror show behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I knew when to get the fuck out. With Slacks, the main character is like, I want to work for this company because I believe in everything that they're doing and they're all about clean energy and you know helping out the environment, yada, yada, yada. But when she clocks in because it's her first day at, uh, on the clock, it's the first day in the job. She realizes that all that shit that advertising on TV and everything and, and like press releases and stuff like that, the people that works at these stores are soulless. They have no souls. They just—they're evil. And this is like y'all are retail workers. They're not trying to knock any retail workers though, but it's just the fact that they had this snooty attitude to the point was like, girl, if I ran your income tax, like if I ran your W two, I could not. I, I would sit there and ask you, where in this W two do you have the right to sit there and talk down to me the way that you think you're doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just the fact that, you know, so they were, there were horrible people. So when the slacks came out and started killing people, it wasn't like, oh my God, I can't believe it was like, yeah, get that bitch, get that, get, get him, get him too. I was cheering on for the slacks to kill everybody. But then it got to the point where it was all of the people who you actually liked left. And you were like, okay, don't kill the more people. <laughs> Yeah. But it has a great, it has a, it has a good message. Granted, that a lot of people probably catch that message in midst of all of the camp going on behind it. But I enjoyed that. That was a good movie. So slacks on Shutter, please check that out. Also, another movie I saw, and I hate that I cannot remember the name of it right now, and it might be because I'm sipping on some stuff right now. But <laughs> it's about. I can't remember. It's about all I know is about is some influencers. And I'm doing air quotes as influencers. Yeah. And I forgot what the name of it was though, but one of the reasons why the movie stuck out to me is because they used um, the record label Italians Does Do It Better catalog as their soundtrack. And I have just about every damn artist on that uh, record label on my um, um Apple Music. Um so I love everything they played in the music thing, but the movie was kind of like batshit crazy. It was, um, it was about this girl who was house. She she her sister went out of town to take care of something. Their mom just recently died, oh, and so yeah. she came home. And, I, so it, I forgot what the name of it was though, but it was a damn good movie. But then towards the end, it started getting it started pissing me off because I was like just run outside the goddamn house. Whoever has you in their crosshairs cannot get you if you run down the house screaming. You're in the, it's the one thing if you was out in the country yeah. and whatnot, but it's another thing when you're in the neighborhood and all you gotta do is run out the house screaming. And I'm going to take that back as soon as it came out of my mouth because one of my favorite slasher movies of all time, Slumber Party Massacre, could have been the same goddamn thing, <laughs>
0: but they didn't. True. <laughs> and that's so, true. They could have. <laughs> thinking about it now, they could have.
1: But that's another movie that I saw. And I'm pretty sure I caught up on some movies that I should have seen a long time ago, recently in 2021, but... You asked well, for what have I seen in 2021? Mm-hmm. And those are the two that stuck out to me. I think i saw I saw The Beach House, which was also good. Yeah. I think I don't know if they came out last year or if it came out this year. But I will tell you a movie that I'm actually looking for. And Ryan just recently reviewed it on his podcast. The obituary of Oberton. I cannot pronounce oh, I don't I know, I can, the name of yeah. it. Yeah. And I don't know how the hell he saw it because I haven't seen it available anywhere on anything streaming, unless he bought a VOD. Um, but I really want to watch that because it's it's about a black um, gay youth who is constantly killed over. It's kind of like Groundhog Day meets the hate the hate you give, mm-hmm. and cause he's he's reliving his death over and over again, and. You know, it's it's kind of crazy. It's about you know, he gets killed by a cop, right? I think so. Okay, but yeah. you know what? It reminds me of. Let me take um uh, back Groundhog Day. It reminds me of the episode The Twilight Zone, yeah, uh, two thousand. Rewind. It reminds mm-hmm. me of that, except it's starring a gay a black gay youth. Um, when the the lead is is a black gay youth, so. Wait, did come out this year? Was it that was last year? Never mind. Never mind. Never but, mind. But yeah, but I feel
0: like I saw it this year, though. I feel like I mm-hmm. saw it. You know
1: what? I did because I, I think it did come out late last year. The reason why I said because I remember it doing, I think it came out during October last year.
0: Okay.
1: So I do remember me talking to somebody. Me and Ryan talked about that last year. Yeah. But yeah, that's um. I'm pretty sure I've seen some other stuff. It's just that they're not coming to me. And that's a problem. Is <laughs> the fact that they're not coming to me so clearly. It means that probably they were for either forgettable or they just, you know, didn't hold my attention yeah. that well.
0: I... Was it The Wicked? I'm going to look it up real quick. Wicked and the Damned? The Dark uh, and the Wicked? Yeah, The Dark and the Wicked. I love that because that was just... Creepy, and that would be something that I would have I would have loved to worked on or I, or been a part of. I love that because it's kind of creepy, and it could be done for you know different groups. It could be done you know for in the for us in the, in the black way because you know it could be like, right. like going to see their you know their mama their, or their grandmama or something like that, and you know people don't really think about it, but we have so many urban legends and so many things. Right you know, all about Black people in the South, that could have been something that's used for us. It still could be. Um, and I saw that movie used in a way that, I was like thinking if this was a Black movie, it could have been that like somebody going to see their grandmama. Um, they ain't mm-hmm. seen her in years and something happens. And, you know, it's because of, you know, Conjure Woman, all that stuff, Bear Rabbit, whatever you right. want to way back in the back. Stuff like that. Um, I love that one. I love that movie. I like The Shed. That came out last year, but I watched it again. I enjoyed it. It was a little bit different, but it was um, entertaining movie. I um, oh, it came out last year, but I think it's one of the smartest movies done for this age, and that was Host. Okay. Yes, God. I loved Host. I thought I was going to go into Host feeling like,
1: okay, this is just some, you know, because I hated. I'm one of the few people that did not care for Unfriendly. Mm -hmm. and i know a lot of people was like unfriend is like a great movie i'm like i got annoyed with all the characters because they all end up becoming like unlikable it's like so the ghost that's coming for y'all y'all pretty much sat there and embarrassed the fuck out of her knock them all out i don't care Mm -hmm. i really don't but with hosts I felt for them damn folks because it was just like y'all just doing a having a harmless ass situation. One person decided to play stupid, and then the scare started coming in. I was literally watching the host like this, and they can't see me, but I was watching the host like this <laughs> because what we're doing now is like it, it, it's like game because it, it's a. And I think the reason why hosts took on like it, it captured a lot of people is because especially during the pandemic mm-hmm. it's because you're trying to connect with your friends during this damn virus outbreak and you're doing the stuff that you probably would have done if you would you know inside your house or whatnot um you know but it's like y'all are at like different locations across i guess the country the world wherever they was in it you know because um I don't know if they, I thought they were the same country, but they were like in different parts of the country. So, but the thing of the matter was that it just, in the camera angles, it's like, how do y'all do all this? Mm -hmm. And the way that y'all did it, I mean, excuse me, how did y'all do this the way you did it with the limited resources because of what was going on with COVID and everything? It was just well put together. It was awesome. I enjoyed it. And I think they're working on the sequel, right?
0: I don't know. I'm like, what can, because yeah, I guess the demon is loose out there. Um, but yeah, I loved Hosts because it it was like, you're not safe. You think right. you're safe in your own space, but you're not. Um, the way right. it ended, I wasn't ready for the ending because that way it ended, I was yes. like, wait, now, wait, wait. I was like, don't do that. Because I was already like, it's going to pop up, but it popped up in a way that was like, okay, I'm, okay. I couldn't. Um, so I love hosts. I just watched the, there's a new, newer movie. They put out, it's about a country boys and something. It's a, it's a vampire movie, but it's, it's a twist on the Irish vampire. Mythology. Right. And I right. loved how they did that. That was a fun movie to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, And uh, what else? It was something else that I really liked that I didn't think I was going to like. You may come back to me. But um, Shudder, you know, Shutter does really good giving us something new, something a little bit different. Right. Um, and I appreciate Shudder for that. I wish that Netflix would catch up. Because Netflix, Netflix. Just, I think they just keep the same movies they had since 2015. Like the, right.
1: Yeah. Right. Netflix is
0: my last place that I go to yeah. to try to
1: catch something. And that's, yeah. that's telling. Because I went, when I did get Amazon Prime, I was like, some of the shit they have here is on Netflix. And then on top of that, the only thing Netflix is giving us right now is the originals. Other than that, it's like, okay, I can go somewhere else. But for horror, I go to Shudder. That's my go-to spot. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing some stuff on um, Amazon Prime that I got on my queue, but I noticed that I got a lot more television shows on my queue on Amazon Prime than I do horror um, movies. But Shudder... I've just finished most of Crip Show season two last night. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one episode that I have not watched because I have arachnophobia and I, did, I think it's the pesticide episode. And I'm like, uh-uh, I'm not doing this. Oh, it's not that bad. I love Keith David, But see, <sighs> I turn full on bitch when I see spiders. <laughs> I mean like, I'll be to be like derogatory when I say they just like, I go from like, oh, it's a rubber spider to like, you know so it's just like I can't see it I can't pay attention to it And you know creep show is very good for dropping like a lot of Easter eggs so I feel like I would like I would be like missing something if I watched it because I'd be watching the entire time my hands on my face like this like <laughs> but I need to watch the episode the, the, the segment before that before they slide over to the, the uh, spider but speaking of the creep show, the episode from season two that I enjoyed the most was the one with the um my brother, the sibling rivalry, which is like my brother's trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. I thought that and that was done by Rusty Cundy. Um, I cannot pronounce his last name. kundi who did Tales from the Hood, and it had Molly Ringwald. It was like this is perfection. <laughs> it was
0: cute. I, 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 there's a part of me. No shade to the series. I'm just waiting for the one, because I feel like I haven't got the one yet. You know, you think about. Tells from the dark side. You can always think of the wither. Yeah. Wither six out. Right. Or you think about um, any you know series that had like uh, like even tells from the crypt or whatever they had or the hitchhiker. If you want to go way back. Yes. They always had an episode <laughs> that you will always remember. Uh, and I feel like I there's only been one episode for me that I can really get into, and that's the. Um, the one about the companion. It was about the black man whom his wife died and he made a companion. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Yes. That's yes. the it one did that. Out.
0: That's the one that I feel like that was the cream of the crop of, of your series. I just want right. a little bit more. And so you know, if, hey, if y'all if you give me opportunity, I'll give you one. I'll give you something. I'll try to make it up to you. Yes, but I I just hey. feel like it. I'm waiting for the one, but I did enjoy, I did enjoy the Civil Rivalry
1: one. Yeah, because uh, for the longest time, I had to sit there for the, because the girl who played Grace, I thought that was one of the, uh, I cannot believe, I forget their names right now. Jesus Christ, Chloe and Haley, I thought was one of them from yeah. a certain angle. I was like, oh, they got one of them to play the role. I'm like, I looked at later, I said, that's not them because, you know that's not one of them, so I was like, okay, but it was just interesting, and I liked the whole thing with her brother and the milk and all that, that was cute, and I liked the twist at the end. Yeah. But, because it throws you, because it's like, it breaks all the rules, mm-hmm. without spoiling it, it breaks all the rules, but it also gives you, um, it gives you some new stuff, and I love how Molly Ringwald like, factored into the whole because she would have been me. If I don't know if you saw it, but you saw it right. Yes. You didn't see it, because you just said you like. it. She would have been me. Because I'd be like, girl, go back to class. Go back to class, <laughs> because you wasted my goddamn time. Yeah. And I, you are. I mean, I don't know what exactly you do, but I know that you work with you know, yeah. you, young people. So i just be like, you probably have somebody come to your office and be like, you're like, yo, you need to go back to class. And you need to go do this. Get out of my office, because you, you're wasting my time right now. That's not saying that's what you do, but I'm just saying that it feel. <laughs> no, but, but I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so, but I think and, and I saw a lot of stuff that has like I caught up on rather this year, like Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. I saw okay, that. let's
0: let's talk about that because I was not ready. I've seen that. <laughs> I've now I was obsessed with that picture, with that that image, because I was like, okay, what is this? I'm feeling it. It's giving me '80s. It's giving me 80, '80s Twilight. Book series, not the vampire one, but where darkness begins series. Right. I don't know about that. It was giving me that. And I was like, I'm, I'm very curious. And then I right. saw that what's her name? Susan was in it. And I was like, if she's in it, this movie's going to be a mess. Because every movie she's been in, Angel, um, anything she's been in, it's, it's just, it's going to go in a, in a crazy roller coaster ride. I right. sat down and I think it was um, um Christy McColl's, Christie McNichol's brother is in this movie. Okay. And so I was like, let's, let's watch it. And I sat there and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, first you tell us this, and then you did us this, and then it's totally that. And when I stopped and thought about, I was like, this movie, no, I should not be surprised. Because this is an '80s movie. This is when we had sleepaway camp. Well, we had tourist trap. We've had it just go all out. Even right. summer party massacre two, which Lord, listen, man, that needs to stay in the box that it came from. I, I, I could not. I you tried. You like it? it. No. I say this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I was like, but this movie was like, Lord. Again, the actress has always played Susan Terrell. Uh-huh. Has always played very interesting characters. Always in the movies that she's been in. So when I saw this movie, I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? What else can right. go wrong here? Got this poor boy going through what he's going through, and I was just like, you know. this
1: craziness. Just fuckery all the way and then i'm still confused by the ending because it was like do we need to spoil it we want people to watch it
0: we how about y'all watch it i think you can still watch it it's still up there go look at this movie it's one of those movies you can watch on a friday night right take a if you're gonna take an edible take if you do Uh you it's gonna it's gonna take you somewhere it really is it's like I said I watched this movie going in with I had no idea I didn't mm-hmm. want to look it up and um, the person I'm seeing right now he had it it was but fu- it was funny because you know it was funny because um yeah it was just. So much in this movie, y'all have to see it because I think I described it as it is like my sweet Adriana. If you read any of VC Andrew books, um, it is like one of those type of stories that just goes off the rocker right off the bat. It's a movie that you can see Ryan Murphy really being a part of it if <laughs> you ever get a chance. But yeah, it's. It's one of those movies where it just goes in so many different directions, and it is totally bonkers. But I love Bonkers. It. I, I mean, some people hated it because they felt like it was so homophobic,
1: and I was in the middle because I was like, it's, it's the best shit crazy that you would probably see on Lifetime right now. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, I'm getting it a few minutes, though, but because the whole thing with, because this is, in the, this is not a spoiler, this is part of the description on, I think, Shudder, Some, somebody gets killed and the detective thinks that the boy has something to do with because they felt like because the victim was a gay guy. And he felt that the boy killed the guy because it was a sexual, a, a love was a quarreled yeah. on wrong. wrong. So he's going through the movie saying, you know, the F word and, you know, pansies. I was just, just like, just doing the absolute most. But it was just like, I was like, when is he going to fucking die? You know what I'm saying? So it's was like, <laughs> it, it was just like, because it, but like, like Victor says, it is batshit crazy. It is that, and I can see why some gay, a lot of gay people love because it's so campy. Mm-hmm. It's so campy. It's so over the top. And Susan Terrell, she tried to give us her, I didn't say she tried. She she gave her version of um, Baby Jane, you know what I'm saying? In terms of like, you know, just, I'm finna chew all this scenery up and I'm finna sit here and make, I mean, cause this bitch was crazy. I was, I'm, I'm sorry, but just she was crazy. I was like, this is like the gay version of whatever happened to Baby Jane. I mean, I mean, that's a gay classic. I mean, it's a gay camp classic, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it was just like if there if there was a sequel or a spiritual cousin sequel or something like that, it would be this because Homegirl was crazy. She was just and the plot twist at the end. I don't know. It, let's just say it like this a couple of people get killed in the beginning, and then it's just like this thriller, this campy thriller. And then by the time, by the time you get to the third act, it becomes a
0: full on slasher. Movie. Yeah, it just gets. <laughs> I'm just like, where, what? Okay. That's how I was yeah. like. Because again, I have never heard of it, and I confuse because I remember it, 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 the title that we have on Shutter is not the original title. -hmm. Or got the new uh, the other title. The other title is um night vision or night Moon? Yeah, night warnings or something like that. And I got it mixed up with the alien movie. There's one called Without Warning. I thought that was the same movie because I was like, this is not the movie I thought it was. I remember seeing that one. And and Without Warning is about an alien that throws these things on your face and kills you, whatever. But um yeah, this movie just kind of (laughs) just changed. A lot of things. And it made me appreciate what I love about 80s horror. They took so many risks back then. Yes, so this formula that we have now that I think like everybody's following this formula. Um, because I feel like horror now is trying to be too intellectual, and it just loses. Right. Um, for example, the empty man. I, I haven't seen it. I was bored with it. I don't some people love oh. it. I, feel like, I feel like it was just too much. It was like, you can just whatever. I was like, we okay um but i love that crazy ass movie i saw the devils i did not see the um i'm going to watch the the entire version of the devils um there's a lot in, the, in that in that version that shutter didn't give us but uh it leaves tonight right yeah the devils leaves tonight so if you want to watch the devils Get into okay. it, um, or if you want to find the, the hard-to-get copy, watch that one. Okay. Because that will make more sense to you. Um, and I know that because, again, people have talked about that version. Mm-hmm. But we're going to just get into them because this um. caused a lot of drama on the, on on the on the, on the on the TLs Mm-hmm. Um and this came out in the beginning of the George Floyd uh uh, uh trial. So this mm-hmm. came on on the day, I think it started on the day of that trial. Yeah, the Navy trial, right? And so we were like, okay, okay. Now this was made by Little Marvin. Um, this was his creation. Um It was put on Amazon Prime as a series, it's 10 episodes. Lena Waite is one of the executives, she's one of the producers of it. Um, And so if you didn't know about the series, it it is really about a black family who moves from the South all the way up to Compton. Compton was a different place at the time uh, where it was mostly white people try to keep it white. And as y'all know now, Compton is nowhere near as white. Nowhere. There's, There's white people there, but not like it is not like I was and so um I almost lived in Compton I almost lived in Compton um but um the it's a supernatural scary horror story whatever you want to call it it's it is so it is worded as black horror but it really got into black drama and Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I'll say for me and I mentioned this in, a, in an earlier show it was too much to where mm. it, you, I, it, it it lost sight for me it just lost okay. what it was trying to give to me Okay, and I felt that the supernatural element was brought in late too late mm. to where you were like almost done with it it was like okay now you're going to tell me this when we have one more episode left like Okay. Well, yeah, I, I know
1: Victor had always been trying. He was hounding me. And I mean in a great way because you weren't the only person. I got another friend who just tried to call in and me telling me, you need to watch it. If you can't watch it all in one day, just take an episode a day and watch it. I'm like, I would get to it eventually, but it was just, again, like you mentioned, we were going through the Derek Chauvin trial and I was like, I can't look at the trial didn't jump into them and not want to go like do grocery shop and then want to sit there and like run a cart into some old white lady, you know what I'm saying? Because like you was there, you know. So it was just the fact, <laughs> excuse me, it was just the fact that, um, like you said, it was too much. I watched the first episode the weekend it came out. The first episode alone was a lot for me. For me, I was stressed to get through because I was like it was just it wasn't chaos, it was just the fact that, like, I, I would say mental chaos, rather because knowing us being of this generation and seeing what, because there's some stuff they probably did pull back then, mm-hmm. because they could and it was just the, uh, the, the, the white folks back then, it's just the fact that, you know, you're like, why are they not doing this and why are they doing that and stuff so it's, it's kind of infuriating but you kind of have to also understand that they knew what they could and could not get away with back then. And they, the same thing with Lovecraft Country with certain situations where you'd be like, why don't um, Tick do this? Or why don't Letty do this? But it's just like they knew what they could and could not get away with. But I know a lot of people was trying to compare Lovecraft Country with them. And I was like, but just about one episode alone, at least in Lovecraft Country, they had something to fight back with. And then they seem like they do not. Mm-hmm. And I'm just again warning everybody, I only seen episode one. But the, like Victor said, it caused a lot of drama on the timelines on Twitter. I don't even know about Facebook, but I know Instagram, Twitter. Um on Facebook. I was it Facebook? Because okay. I'm not on my Facebook no more. So I was just looking at it like, okay, people are not, like, here for this. And it's funny because when they announced them, I was so excited for it because I was like, because when they announced it, it was in the midst of where this is pre-Lovecraft Country, which I was kind of shocked that Lovecraft Country came out, was announced, it came out and completed this season right before them um, right after then was announced, because then was announced before Love Crowd Country was, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know what, why it took so long for them to get it to us now, but I feel like either both projects were announced around the same time, or I think them was announced first, but I have was aware of Love Crowd Country um, the book before it announced it to television. But I do remember them announcing them, and I know that because they were talking about doing some type of horror show with black people for Amazon. But I think they're also talking about doing like a show with an interracial lesbian couple. I yeah. think either um, Lena Waithe or D. What's the name who did um, D. Barnes? No, D it might <laughs>
0: Oh no, I, I know it's about D. Reeves.
1: Yeah, D Reeves. I think she was going to do something like that to her and Lena For I just know it's going to be about a lesbian couple, a, a biracial lesbian couple in, in, a, in a biracial, interracial lesbian couple in a situation where they're going to be attacked by some people. But it's, you know, so I don't know. It was just like a lot of that was coming out. I'm like, yes, give it, give it, give it. I want it. And, but I think that when, Either one or two things happened with them, because I told you you know, before we went live that I had a, more of a criticism to the criticism of them than I did the actual show, because mm. I can't be fair in critiquing it when I haven't finished it myself, because I know a lot of Black people loved it, and I know a lot of Black people, probably more Black people hated it. I had somebody post on my Instagram that they were trying to get Black people to boycott it because it was unnecessary, and they hadn't seen, like, one episode. And, um, I was like, wow, y'all really got a, you know, (laughs) y'all really got a, a, you know, visceral reaction to this show. And then I listened to people who sat there and binged it all in one day. And there was like, they had a whole, like a clubhouse room with it. And I was invited to it and they were upset. (laughs) Excuse me about it. And then I saw a tweet of, a tweet thread by Kenitra Brooks, Dr. Kenitra Brooks, Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm.
1: that kind of made me, it it kind of put in perspective why I was upset with all of the backlash with it. Mm -hmm. Now, Mark H. Harris, who is Blackula on Twitter, said that it was the TV version of Antebellum, which I haven't even seen yet. Uh I'll be dead honest with y'all. I have not seen Antebella, but for him to say some shit like that, I was like, "Ooh, that's a that is a deep deal. And because I had an issue with Antebella because I was like, "It it sounds too much like Octavia E Butler's *Kindred* trying to be original," yeah. and I was like, "I don't know if I want to watch that on that basis alone." Because I can well, I could read *Kindred* and get that. You, know, you see what I'm saying? It'd probably be a whole lot better. So. Uh, it is a whole lot, of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you. and uh, what you call it? Uh, Mark H. Harris said he he actually presented the, the um, Dr. Kenitra Brooks. and he, he y'all do follow her, I saw his retweet of her thread, and that's how I got to it. But he said I can I can get with what she's saying. I just think that them was done badly, and to me, that's the type of criticism I look for. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. because he was like, I see where she's coming from and I agree with her. At the same time, I still did not like this show because of the way they executed what they're trying to say. And that's mm-hmm. valid as fuck.
0: Yeah.
1: And the, the, basically what Dr. Knutra Brooks said was that black trauma is black horror because most of the critiques and the criticism from Bill was like it was black trauma porn. Mm -hmm. and I was like well um, hell I get that by watching the news every damn night you know what I'm saying like watching the george I don't like to say George Floyd trial because he wasn't on trial I like to say watching the Derek Chauvin trial and watching other shit that was going on in the world while this trial was going on the fact that they are trying to curb and uh prevent black people from voting in elections. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that type of shit right there is like to me, yeah. I don't like to say it, but in a certain way to be black is to be a cut it is to be to be black is to be tra- traumatized. To be black in America is to be constantly traumatized. I would say it like that. Okay, because I don't want to sit there and say that I, you know, because I was about to quote James Baldwin to when he says to be black in America, so, I, I'm paraphrasing this to, to be at a constant rate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you go into say a black horror is, you know, when, when Dr. Kendra Brooks said black horror is black trauma or vice versa, it's just the fact that she's right and when people come and say, well, this is just Black trauma porn, or they be like, it's just traumatic for us as Black people to come to see this happening to us and whatnot. And then it's like, but there's so much other content for Black horror out there. Yeah. And I got to switch over to my, uh, what you call this, because my earphones are getting ready to die. But uh, when you... When you switch over... Can you hear me still? Yeah. When you so much stuff out there like uh Tales from the Hood, Blackula. There's a whole history of black horror out there that you can like, you know, get into <laughs> and where you can find what you want to. You can find what you're looking for. It's not, it's not like it's hard to come across in today's society you know what I'm saying? i know what i'm saying because a lot of stuff like sugar hill uh, what's another good black horror movie like jd's vince bones you know stuff like that yeah. where we death by temptation you know just stuff like that where you could just watch horror with black people in it and just enjoy it and just look at them as like a misfire, you know what I'm saying? But the uproar behind all of that upset me to a certain level because I was like, Y'all act like there's not there that there's not other black horror movies out there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of because the reason why a lot of people upset with that, I think that's the reason why Dr. Kenneth Bruce was upset with that because they will always go back to Jordan Peele's uh, Get Out. Mm-hmm. And it's like when they would sit there comparing them to either Get Out or us. It's like y'all act like there wasn't shit before that. True. And it lets them know that you came into this. Uh, you came into this with this whole. You you came into Black Horror and Get Out, know, and you didn't sit there and go back and do your research. Yeah. And I think that's my criticism for Black um, Horror. With um, that's my criticism of the criticism of them. Yeah. If that makes any sense.
0: <laughs> I, I will say my criticism of them yeah. was that it was doing the most. It was doing the most to tell us a story and to understand their fears, but it it did feel like It's like, it was literally like you got some Kool-Aid and they just put more sugar in it. And I was like, I don't need all of that. You can just tell me the the supernatural element and what that has to do with this family. You're right. There are other horror movies out there. Death Time by Right, Under the Stairs. Um, Blackula, Blackula, Blackula. Again, uh, you know, I'm not that again, but
1: Scream Black, scream.
0: yeah, Scream Black, Scream Sugar Hill. Um, there's someone, even the ones where we were the the smarter ones, like Night of the Demons, we were the, the black right. dude was the one who was like, I already know we in a shitty situation, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm gonna get out. Or, you know, you think about, you know, um, Nightmare on M Street, where there was, you know, certain Black characters in there or even, you know, Friday 13th when, you know, little little Reggie and all that stuff. We right. have movies where we have either survived or we led um, or we were, you know, a very big mem- part of those movies. I, I mm-hmm. think my criticism with them is like for the fact that you knew you were going to be compared to the latest Black horror, mm-hmm. I felt like maybe you should have went back and tried to Fix it to where it would not fall into those places. Because right. watching the series, it fell into every trap you can think of. And when it, it when it the whole racism thing, I'm like, yes, that is black drama. Bla- right, uh, racism is our black drama. But I am from the mindset of horror. Black horror is horror with black people in it. We right. could have been in The falls. We could have been in Scream. Right. We, and Scream actually gave us a season that focused more on black folks, on the black right. Kids. You, you could have. We could be in Friday the 13th. We could be in Halloween. Mm-hmm. You know, there we can be in these same situations at this time. If you're going to give us something like that, then give us one of those type of movies. We don't need to know about the horrors of racism. We have lived the horrors. Mm-hmm. Of you and I are from the south we know what that is Mm -hmm. you are telling this story to white people because you're not telling it to us we already know right so that's what i felt when i was looking at like you this is this is for them this is but it also became entertainment for them. where i was like stuff that happened to lucky the kids the husband i'm like and yeah the episode five There's just stuff about it. I don't know if we really needed to go there, Mm -hmm. um, but I think it was just giving us like super syrupy, sugary Kool-Aid that we didn't really ask for. And I just felt like we didn't have to go there because there are other ways to tell a story with Black characters. And that's why I think, yes, Black drama is, Black drama is horror, Black horror is drama, it's all of that. But there are ways we can go about it. Right. I feel like the series just went the lazy way, right. to be honest with you. And that's why people were upset, but also to know that there were white, a lot of white writers in the room. right? So yeah, they were telling this story, they was telling this story to themselves, or like, right. you know, let's help our brothers and sisters here. I don't, and it's an anthology, so who knows what next year will be, but it's mm. just to a point where I was like, I don't want... To see something like this ever again, right? It didn't really do anything for us. It was hard to watch. And I did watch it in two days, but it was just hard to like. I just felt like you know what I was supposed to do. You know, I was like, are you, right? What are supposed to do with this? You know, it was like I don't know what to do with all of this. And it, and the end, and the ending was unfulfilled. So I'm just like, okay, we just you guys gave them a whole bunch of stuff. And it is a little crazy, but I was just like, don't do this again. So I do okay. like think some of the criticism, some was a little much, but some was really on point. And again, my criticism right. was that we're just doing the most that they didn't really have to do. We could have had something totally different. And I wasn't right. happy with that. I just feel like that what they were doing was just, oh, it was just but, like, I, don't, I didn't really need it. <laughs> well,
1: I think that's kind of like, I like, I only saw Mark Harris post a couple of things about the show and I know a lot of people will post the stuff and I noticed that Mark but see it's like it's certain things where people were like ha, um, I guess it's harping on or rather just they were just jumping on the um pigtails of other people's or uh criticisms because they were like you know why we gotta do this, you know, this, this, is that, and, you know, Jordan Peele already did a good, this is like, but then I did, that would get pushed for a lot of, they, they got met with a lot of pushback, where it's like, y'all, Jordan Peele is not the goddamn creator of black horror. <laughs> and that lets people, that, that kind of like deviated from, like, people um, trying to like critique them for what you just said. And it was just like, you know, cause see, you just listed all those movies like I did that came before Get Out. Stuff that me and you both know that we saw when they came out and their initial, you know, it, when, it, when black horror was a quote unquote cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so it was like, um, people, they they showed their experience or their knowledge of Black horror or their, their, the level of their knowledge of Black horror. And this is not a gatekeeping thing. It's not that. It's just the fact that if you're talking about a certain subject, if somebody's talking about a certain subject, and you come kind of like, yeah, why is it? Kind of like with the Oscar so white thing. You know, it's like, yeah, why is there not no Black people in, um, you know, uh, why is no Black people being nominated for Oscar movies? You know, Tyler Perry did a damn good movie last year. Like, hold up. Uh, yeah. Pause. No. Yes. That was not Oscar worthy. No. You know what I'm saying? So just like, stop right there. Tyler Perry is not the first Black director. That's the only one that you know. Don't put him in this conversation. Please. You God. know what I'm saying? Like,
0: that is Paris Barkley. You is know.
1: Right. China.
0: And you can't do that.
1: Thank you thank you and so it's just like you can't do that and so it's just like you can tell with certain but you got you got a lot of people who are on that level of that knowledge of black horror and then they tend to um start from there and be like yeah i like this i like this i like that and then you sit there listen to them talk about certain movies you're like not saying that you have to like that movie but it's just a it kind of gets to the point where you can tell when somebody grew up with a certain movie and when somebody did not grow up with a certain movie. You know, like me and you grew up with the Nightmare on Elm Street. Me and you grew up with something like The Lost Boys. Me and you grew up with something like Night of the Creeps. You know, something like that. And they And you can tell that it's the first time I watched them because they were like, yeah, it was this, 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 man, this, this. I'm like, so you just caught on to this and you don't understand the significance of why this movie is a part of the horror, you know, why horror fans love this movie. It's like, you can tell when certain people probably just started watching horror movies, like, uh, last year, year before last, something like that. Mm-hmm. And and it, it's not like, again, I don't want to sound like a gatekeeper because I really can't stand gatekeepers, though, but it just that, you know, it's one thing for you to have a love for horror. It's one thing where you're trying to get clout for your love of horror, for your newfound love of horror, because I mean, these movies are cherished in the horror community for a reason, because most of us grew up with them. Most of us most of these movies were gateways for us into horror, you know what I'm saying? And for somebody to come in and be like, this wasn't a good film. And it's it kind of like, you know, bothers me. And the same thing was with um, um, people who were like, you know, oh, well, the horror snobs, because those are the ones who, you know, you don't want to end up sounding like. The ones who like, you know, like me and you were talking about like, like a knight of the demons or something like that somebody might be like oh well night of the demons is not like the exorcist or you know neither like people like that's just schlock horror it's not really giving anything to the you know it's like okay you know what i'm gonna need you to step aside it's kind of like when you go to those um it's kind of like when you go to an airport and you know you get asked for your passport and then you, you start to the, then somebody says something that doesn't mesh Way you're like, you know what, Just step over here. We can investigate you a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, so it, it, yeah. it's just it's just it's just that. Now, I cause like um, Ashley Blackwell to not arrive And Dr. Robin Coleman have put out a whole damn itinerary, a whole damn list of movies for folks to look at. Mm-hmm. That's the history of black horror. A lot of books to be read. A lot of articles to be read a lot of TV shows and stuff that could be music, you know what I'm saying? Just to be listened mm-hmm. to, to incorporate the um, the black horror literary or filmography canon, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it, it, hell, beloved. I mean, a lot of people probably feel like, you know, they didn't like the movie, beloved, because they feel like it wasn't a good adaptation, though, but that's a black horror film. Even though it was directed by white man, hell, that's another thing. People love The Color Purple. They don't realize that The Color Purple was written, was um, um, directed by Steven Spielberg, even though it was written by Alice Walker, but we both know the history behind the making of that movie. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, sometimes, I know Spike Lee said in one of his books, he said, in, uh, I think it was uh, Spike Lee, She's Gotta Have It or Uplift the Race, whichever one he wrote, Where he said that he was pissed off that a lot of people was like, Flocking to go see the color purple, which was written by which was um directed by Steven Spielberg. But we claimed that movie as a black canon, you know what I'm saying? Like black film canon and stuff like that. Hey, I think the first um Medea movie, um Diary of Mad Black, was written was directed by a white man, if I'm not mistaken. He didn't Tyler Perry didn't direct that first movie. Uh, he wrote it, but he didn't direct it. Mm-hmm. So um, I mean, just you, you. So, when you come in with like stuff like people on the stairs, we could that Black Horror, but that was the race by Wes Craven. Yeah. But it talked about, candy. you know, Candyman, Candyman. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like, that's all Black Horror. You know what I'm saying? So, when people sit there and be like, well, Jordan Peele, it's kind of like when they do with Doctor Who. It's like with Doctor Who fans. When somebody be like, well, the living Doctor, I'm like, okay, shut up talking to me. Because if you start anything with Doctor Who canon with the 11th Doctor, that means that that tells me right there that you started watching Doctor Who during the 11th Doctor season.
0: Mm-hmm. That's
1: your Doctor. That's fine. But that leads me know that you didn't go back and watch anything pre mm-hmm. the 11th Doctor or you watched the News Who series and then watched any of the classic stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like when you sit there and you do that, it's like you showing your range of knowledge in a certain way. About what you're talking about, and sometimes you're not, and you come in. And I think the thing that probably upset Dr. Katrina Books, that I'm speaking for her, I'm just saying I get because I could I see where she was coming from, is that when certain people come into an area and they start speaking from a from a level of authority, and I'm doing air quotes, and they don't have those credentials to do that. Yeah, if you get what I'm saying, that.
0: yeah, right, and you know. It's interesting because, you know, horror noir is out there. You can get it, you can buy it. Right. It will tell you about the history of Black movies. And, you know, if you listen to what we've said, even things that you've written, we've talked about Black people in horror, Black queer people in horror. Um, there's a lot out there. Mm-hmm. And when I, going back to them, when I was talking about them, is Black drama, Black drama, I can never say it without like I'm saying drama. But like drama and yes, they are hard because you watch Spiral. Spiral right. played on the drama. Like if you never seen drama, drama, I mean drama. If you've never seen Spiral, Spiral is that movie that really gives you a black, queer, get out-ish type of feel. Mm-hmm. Because that movie explores what it is to one be with the white person if because a lot of us are dating white men or been with white men, and they may be older, because you, know, you know in our world we date people who are a little bit older than us. Mm-hmm. Um, that gave you an insight of you are a black gay person who is with a white man mm-hmm. who's established. Mm-hmm. who have a lot that, you know, basically where you live, how you live is based mostly uh, on him. Mm-hmm. And you're, ba- you're in the world where, you know, when, first of all, they don't really accept you because of the fact of your sexuality. Right. But they also look at you with suspect. Right. And to be honest, yes, we, when we look at interracial couples, we will look at the Black or the Asian or the Latinx person who's with the white person to... Automatically judge them, and I do it too. Like, (laughs) are you with them? Why are you with Uh them? Do they have money? Because I'll be honest, here in LA, when you see that, I will never forget. Me and my we were at a we're at a bar, and we saw this older white man with this young Latinx person. I was like, we know why you with
1: him, right?
0: Because there's no other reason. We automatically make those judgments. So in this movie. He's already given uh, like we're already looking at him a, a certain way. Mm-hmm. But then, when the things start going down, it is very clear that what can he do? Who can he tell? When right. the person he's with don't believe him, he's seen all this stuff happening, and they play on it. The enemies mm-hmm. play on the fact that he is black, right? That no one will believe him. That is the horror. Is mm-hmm. that we can know all of the truth? We can be going through it all, and we could be painted as crazy, right? Or we, or we or that big grandiose plan can be put on us. Mm-hmm. It is our fault. It right. is them to us to blame. And so right. that movie right there, that movie right there, did black drama the best way I could think of. Because it made me feel like, oh my God. There was claustrophobic. It was like you yeah. couldn't go anywhere. Like Co- this could be me. This could be right. this could this could happen. Um, and even the way India talks about, like they, even when they revealed their plan, it was like, we know we can do this, and we've been doing it because we know people will always hate people like you. You just give us a double whammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so that's what, when you think about it, that movie did did, did that pretty well. Did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. And I recommend if you have seen Spiral, um, before you see the new song, Spiral, see right. this Spiral, because that's coming out very soon.
1: And did um, you not know they got another movie coming out called Spiral? I'm like, y'all need to change these names up. But go yeah, ahead.
0: Let's try it again. But you know, there's other ways you could say circle. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes. That movie really gives you what it is that black drama. And I feel like, and I've said this before to many people, that Spiral is one of our first, one of our few, if not first, black queer horror movies. Mm-hmm. Because it really gives you that character, that situation, the situation that we've been in and that you could be in, you know. And it was. That's what I expect from Blackheart. You put us in a situation where you can play on the fears and the racism and the things that have haunted us, but do it in a way to where it's not overpowering. It's not like you're wearing axe cologne, it's that you're wearing something. Yes. That's what I think them was. Them was axe cologne. (laughs) Robert was that that nice uh, Asando 33. I said, (laughs) I just bought it. Uh, That you put it on, you put a dab on and it's there. You get that, you know that, and you move forward. So, you know, them, wherever the next season will be, please take note because we cannot Mm -hmm. go through this again. And for those of y'all who are new to Black Horror, please watch Horror Noir. Please follow uh, Ashley. Mm -hmm. um, Please follow Terry. Eve. I'm saying her name wrong, so I apologize. Terry, say that um, we're mutuals. I'm mutuals with those people. So um, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah. Follow them. Read them. Read Octavia Butler. Yes. And know your history. Learn your about history. the learn about Black urban legends and right. folklore because we have it. You know. Right. I'm sorry. Michael J. Jordan, Michael B. Jordan, I I love you. I love you. But we do have the Black folklore. We have these stories. Read about it, Burr Rabbit, all that stuff, Tar Baby. We all about that history. Because right. we have a lot. Conjure Woman, we have a lot of history that, yes, a lot of it comes from slavery, but you don't have to tie it to slavery. Right. Um, as I have told a, a class that I was a part of where I was talking about writing and, and, and creating things, we can make things up.
1: Right. And we have we can do of it
0: to use that to make it up. So learn your history about our own folklore that we do have. Learn about Black horror and learn that it's been around and, and, and it will continue to grow and manifest in whatever you want right. to do. But let's not get to a place where we are saying, and Jordan, will tell you don't do that. Yeah, he's been telling folks not do that. Because he got his stuff from all the other things. Exactly. And that's what you should do. You know, for those of you who are, who are writing Black horror or writing horror from a, you know, a person of color perspective, look at <coughs> history, play into that, mm-hmm. but really Go further. Right. So, like, I remember I was working on something where I was talking about the Atlanta child murders, but I mm. would also talk about what if what if a, a demon was behind that? What right. What if they playing on that? There wasn't right. a person. Because we still don't know who really did it to this day. Right. Take that story. I'm giving y'all something for free. You can take that story, and it, it wasn't a person. It was a thing. Mm-hmm. Really, you can play on things that have haunted us or been a part of our our history, but you can do it in a way to where you don't have to is not you're not just clawing it in our eyes, right? Give you know, us a different perspective. So hopefully, people are doing that when we get into horror in the future. But yeah, yeah.
1: and it's not to say that you can't write about like. Like It's like what Victor just said and what Mark Harris said. There's a way to tell a certain story. If you're going to have racism in it, there's a way to tell it. You don't have to sit there and just be gratuitously beating people's faces with it. Um, There's a way to do it. Um, Hell, um, and that's another thing I want to mention, that just because you are... Just because you are a black director or a black writer, you write about black horror, doesn't that automatically means that all your black brethren is going to love it? You are open to critique, yeah, you are open to criticism. <laughs> Case in point, what's the name of the movie that came out that Bloomhouse did? Which I didn't believe they did it because it was just the, the production was horrible, and I was like, Bloomhouse didn't do this, yes.
0: Oh, let me turn the light. <laughs> Because that, uh, I, 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 was, I was upset and I get it this was technically it was a movie with black folks in it and I was like and, and Latinx people in it and it was based right. in Los Angeles South Central in that area right. and I get it it was giving us a little bit of prom night if you haven't seen it right. it's available on Netflix um, it was a little bit of prom night but it was just piss poor Piss poor. $5 being at Walmart, piss poor. And I'm not
1: saying that. that and it's just because I was trying to be, um, let's say it like this. If you want to see a black slasher, go watch Screen Season 3.
0: Yeah.
1: Screen Resurrection. And I want to get out there that I, a lot of people say Screen Resurrection was horrible, but it wasn't as bad as everybody made it out to be. It wasn't like, no parts, none, no iota of the Scream TV series meets the criteria or the um, excellence that are the movies. None of them. (laughs) They can sit there and tell you all goddamn day long that the first two seasons was so great. The first two seasons of Scream, the TV series, was Pretty Little Liars MTV version. That's what it was. That
0: that first two seasons, I'll just say, I felt it was garbage. I was like, y'all could have kept every bit of this this was the type of stuff that ryan murphy wrote when he was 12.
1: too many people survive there's only two to three people that's going to survive oh, well let me say because you got your, you get your top you got your your, your, your core three mm-hmm. i'm gonna say four to three there's four to three people that's going to survive a screen movie if it's not gail sydney and dewey you might get a goddamn outlier you got you had randy from part one his ass met his demise, but then you get, you had Cotton Weary and Joel from Part 2 make it. But then Cotton Weary got his ass slashed up the first um, moments of Scream 3. So you had Sidney Sydney Gale and Dewey. But the mm-hmm. outlier was, um, was Detective Mark, um, a.k.a. Patrick Dempsey. Then your then fourth outlier in um, Screen 4 was Deputy Judy Hicks, who I did not like, but the bitch made it. You know what I'm saying? So the thing is, you had six people still standing. At the end of Scream season one. And then all the people who died, you probably had two cast members that were main cast members that died. But when you got to season two and they killed off, well, they kind of killed off two. But the thing of the matter was you still had three main cast members toward the end of season two when there was like, um, was it three? Yes, it was
0: three. Yeah. no. You saw yeah. was brought in the second one, and then he was gone the third. Right, but the but the thing of the, uh, but Scream, Scream um
1: season three. Oh, season, sorry. Yeah, Scream season three was, I'm not going to say it was like better than, I'm, I'm going to say this. I saw what they did. They had a lot of black people behind the scenes, but I think that the people who directed Scream season three, I think it's going to be the guys who direct I know they directed something. It was two people who directed a big horror movie and they got like a lot of accolades for it. But they directed every episode of Scream season three, but they were white. But Queen Latifah's flavor um Productions behind season three of Scream. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just going to put it out there. I think a lot of white people get mad because they switched up the um, cast and they put a lot of black people in it. They don't want to say that. But that's the main reason because you'll see people talk about screen the TV series, and you'll see them only talk about the first two seasons. They don't even acknowledge the second, the third season. And I was like, how can y'all sit there and justify screen the TV series first two seasons when that damn Halloween special came out? And it was a complete ripoff of Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. Because you brought in four new characters to be killed off, and you still had your top four. It was kind of like a Scooby Doo episode.
0: Yeah, I couldn't really get in the first two seasons. I just like it was just too, like you were saying, Pre-Little Liars, uh, just too white for me. I was like, I don't care about none of y'all. All All of you can die. Um, Well, I liked some of the characters. It was just the fact that, you know, I knew what it was. I
1: I took it for what it was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this was cute. But I need another screen movie trilogy because what they could have did was sat there and said, and this is probably what makes me think that West Craig was like, if y'all want to do a screen TV series, do not mention Sidney Prescott, do not mention Woodsboro, don't mention any of that shit. Just do something, other. because I was like, for y'all to be horror movie fanatics, I was waiting for them to be like, you know, the Stab films or something like that, for to be set place in the same universe but nowhere near what the hell was going on in Woodsboro and Sidney Prescott and all that. They could have did the whole Brandon James thing, but somebody could have been like, oh, I'm going to make my own horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know, based on the style thing, you know, something like that. But no, they did this whole different thing, and I enjoyed it for what it was, though, but I had already seen four and a half seasons of Pretty Little Liars, and I knew the beats. Mm-hmm. I knew the story beats and whatnot. Yeah. And I know they, because it started out kind of strong, because they had like each episode, somebody got killed for the main cast. You were like, okay. Then, like, the middle of the season, episode four on happened, it was like nobody's getting killed. And then I think they got to episode six or seven and killed somebody off. And it was like, y'all had to do that because y'all had to keep it interesting. And then it got to the point where y'all had this big ass finale, which should have been a bloodbath. But I think only two people died. Out of all them kids, only two people died. And I was like, okay, that was, I'm like, okay, season two, I'm gonna be here for it. Season two came out. I'm like, okay, y'all could have kept it. And then they came out with the special. I said, that's what y'all fucked up at majorly because you set up a whole nother season of screen and then you didn't there was that that should have been y'all's way of being like we are trying to tie up loose ends instead of y'all doing this side story where y'all go to this island and it like why would somebody want to kill y'all yeah. I, I, it's like you know was, what i'm saying like y'all had a whole new killer
0: that coming was for y'all it felt like it was that that one show that only lasted a season the, the, the 10 right it wasn't 10 Real Indians i can't remember what the name was mm-hmm. it was something Harper's like, island yeah
1: yeah yeah but Harper's Island had a clean and cut, um, clean. What's it called a clean and cut story.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, scream. What scream? The TV series should have been was what slasher is. If you want a good slasher television show, watch slasher on Netflix. Yeah, slasher, that is what this. That's what this should have been. But yeah. um, I'm sorry, we got way off black horror. But we brought it to scream reservations because it was way better than thriller, and. Thriller just seemed like it was just doing something, just to be doing something, and thinking like, oh, well, because it's got Black characters, Black people in it, it's Black made, it's going to be well-received. And it was like, like you said, it was kind of lazy.
0: It was very, it was like, yeah. Thriller was very lazy. It was a disappointment. And it almost felt like, we, like, we, like here's your Black heart. Like, no, it's not. Right. Right, don't be giving me these this knockoff version of little Debbie cakes. Don't It'll, do that. This was said yeah. little Debbie cakes. Ah. <laughs> don't do that because I don't. I didn't. Want, I didn't ask for little Sarah cakes. I asked for this. You, they just gave us this mess, and I really felt I was really disheartened. I was like, right, like I said, Blue Mouse, talk to me. I will give you one. Right, but you know, I mean, we can do this all day. Right, uh, but um, we're gonna tie up there. Um, but again, you know, if y'all haven't seen them, check them out. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you want to see where everybody's been talking about, do it. Be be aware; it's a lot. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Thriller. If you want to see it, you can. I think you can still see it on Netflix. Um, yeah, you see the, the third Scream. You can see that on Netflix as well. The third season of Scream um hard noir is still available if you can actually buy it yes Um, so do do that um and 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 look at our history um but you know i want to i want to take this time to thank mark for joining us because we can like i said we could talk about this all day all day where where can they find you
1: they can find me on twitter at the anti-critic they can also find me on instagram mark oestis or Midnight Social Distortion, I'm going to start telling people to follow me on my personal Twitter. Just make sure you have something in your bio that doesn't make you seem like a bot or something. i <laughs> um, not, not, not saying that you have to write something for me to accept you. I'm just saying like, if you want to add me, and I don't add you, send me a, a DM or something and be like, yeah, I'm trying to follow you. I heard from you in this podcast or something like that. Then that I can go ahead and add you because I have a lot of bots on my Instagram that I had to like feed out. And the reason why I say I'm going to start telling people to follow me on, on my personal, because Midnight Social Distortion on Instagram, I'll be dead as honest with y'all. I sometimes rarely check it, even though I do post on there, a joint post, but I would sometimes rarely check it. But I'm start, I'm trying to get better with that because I do have a podcast coming out called Midnight Social Distortion. Mm-hmm. It would be a one-person look at Black horror, Black queer horror, mostly. But just, um. well, it's going to be a... Um, a mix of Black queer horror, pop culture stuff, you know, sci-fi geek stuff. Um, I'm thinking about doing something with the Real Housewives make meets um, horror movies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You know, just something fun just to take, you know, because I'm a Gemini. I like to mix shit up. I might sit there and mix up the Real Housewives or um, something else that is probably like that's not horror and make it horrific and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? Maybe take a, maybe sit there and steal Robot Chicken's big brother concept, hard <laughs> big brother concept and just put like different people in a big brother house and see who would sit there and you know, like make it out and stuff like that. But you know, that's where you can find me yet. I'm also on Clubhouse, um, you can follow me on there. And that's pretty much it for social media right now. I do have a Snapchat, but I don't use it. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me.
0: And you can find us on all social medias, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, um, IG. Also, you know, follow us and rate us and all that great stuff on, you know, Stitcher and uh, iPods <laughs> on Apple. Okay. And you took a bag. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking it real back. So you follow us, and I'm glad y'all join us tonight. So thank you, Mark, for being with us tonight. And thank you for having me. Y'all have a good weekend. Well, peace. Yeah, I was like weekend. It is weekend. So y'all have a good weekend.
1: peace. <laughs>